1: It's Let's now ride time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's
0: time for Dodger Baseball.
2: What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast presented by fansided and tick pick as well more on them later shohei otani watch day one i guess mlb free agency is official monday november 6 mlb itself is over thank goodness congrats to the texas rangers on getting your first ever world series title led by the man Corey seager himself i got some thoughts on seager later he was the world series mvp after all Jake Reiner, David Rosenthal in the house. Jake, how are you feeling about this Dodgers offseason that gets started
3: now? I'm just so happy that it's here. That postseason was brutal to watch. Not only just from a standpoint of not being there yourself, but just not very good series. Um, not very exciting. Uh, it, it, it seemed like the D backs were gonna come make make try and make a comeback in that World Series, but the, the Rangers were just too powerful. And I think that the magic ran out for Arizona. So I'm super excited to start this offseason because the Dodgers have a lot of work cut out for them. Uh they've they are going to be heavy in that pitching market. I'm down to discuss what names you guys think we should go after, but I just think that has to be the focus. Pitching, 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 and uh Shohei Otani. They got a lot of shit to do. There's a number of topics we're going to cover.
2: Kershaw, free agency, trades, rumors, some questions. David Rosenthal, what are your thoughts um on what the Dodgers need to start with this offseason? I mean, I think you just
4: have to just from the gate go after Otani. I think that's where it starts and it ends. I think he's the first domino in all of this. I think, you know, some kind of secondary or even tertiary players will sign before that. But guys like J.D. Martinez aren't going to sign until Otani signs. Uh, so I think from the gate, after these two disappointing postseasons, and you've been clearing money in your budget for years now, you you did that last year, you just declined four relievers options to open up even more money. Uh, I think call number one through 100 is to show Otani's agent. Plain and simple.
2: The Dodgers are an interesting spot because they do have a lot of money on the books that's available to add. I think they have about 130 million committed money, and they have close to 100 million they can spend without being taxed. But the Dodgers are also in a roster crunch. I calculated it earlier. Looks like they've got 34 players that they're going to have to commit to the 40 man roster as it stands. And then with the rule five draft coming up in about a month or so, there's a few names they're going to have to add to that 40 man as well. Nick Frasso is a no brainer. Landon Knack, I'm not sure about, but he is major league ready. Jose Ramos, they got lucky with him last season, not adding him to the 40 man. I don't think that's the case this year. And then Hunter Fiducia, if the Dodgers feel that he is their backup catcher moving forward, which I'm more inclined to believe he might be. But more on that later. That means that the Dodgers realistically have three or four roster spots available, although there is a lot of garbage and scrap heaps that they're able to get rid of, like the Victor Gonzalez's of the world. And I'm sure the Dodgers are thinking about that. But yeah, I mean, it made a lot of sense to me. Joe Kelly, they declined his option. He's not worth near $10 million. He's just too hurt and inconsistent. He was great for the Dodgers in his limited sample size of 11 games, but you're not giving him close to $10 million to pitch half a season. Uh, Daniel Hudson, another name. He really hasn't pitched for the Dodgers in the last year. He's not worth that 6 or $7 million. We just don't know what his health status is like. He has two bad knees now. Alex Reyes made a lot of sense as well. Didn't even throw the ball for the Dodgers. They took a gamble on him. So good riddance. I don't think he's coming back. And then Blake Trinan. I mean, they only have to commit a million dollars up front. So that makes a lot of sense. David's a huge Blake Trinan guy. I'm hoping I'm sure he's hoping that Blake Trinan can throw the ball in 2024. I mean, it's a no
4: brainer to pick up that option for one million dollars. Worst case scenario doesn't work out and you can cut him loose. But best case scenario, he's the best reliever in baseball again. (laughs) like easiest easiest yes option ever it's like incredibly incentive laden so he has to pitch to earn it basically no brainer you know they did him a solid last year by giving him that 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 contract and that option knowing he was hurt so this is kind of his time to you know give it back to the Dodgers
2: yeah I agree and the Dodgers are going to need some pieces in the bullpen especially with Ryan Brazier hitting free agency. That's a guy we're going to want to talk about in terms of if he's worthy bringing back. Oh, 100%. I think,
3: yeah. I mean, I wh- what I was really bummed about is the fact that we let a guy like Chris Martin go after what he did for the Dodgers in 2022. I think Ryan Brazier might be even better and they have to they have to keep him. I think that Friedman's philosophy on bullpens is more along the lines of not paying or overpaying for relievers, but there are just some that you need to keep because they were just electric in your system and bullpens are tough to come by. And the Dodgers have done a decent job these past few seasons of putting together these great bullpens. They got to solidify that with Ryan Brazier.
4: No more going under the CBT line, you know, like, it, let's spend, yeah, baby. Let's, it's time to make sure we get everybody we want here. I'm
2: excited to see if JP Fireisen has a name for himself in 2024. There's another free agent that I kind of been curious if the Dodgers can bring him back or not. And that's Shelby Miller, who had a good year one in his tenure Would with love the Dodgers. Him back. Yeah. He's going to be Me, a dear. lot more. So I don't know if I can expect for them to bring back both Brazier and Miller, but I'm definitely open to it. And then Lance Lynn, another one that they declined his $18 million option for. Good riddance. I mean, my God, hated that experience. Sorry, David. But my my goodness, that goes up there with the Mark Hendrickson's and Matt Latos of just pure vomit everywhere. That was atrocious to watch.
4: And he was good. good in the regular season.
2: Good as a stretch. He was serviceable. I'll give him that. And then who else? Let's just get into Clay and Kershaw right now. He's a free agent. He announced on his social media a couple of days ago. He is undergoing an interesting type of sh- shoulder surgery, which I'm not too familiar with. His hope is that he'll return in the summer of 2024. I'm just going blow to blow that smoke out right away and say, I don't see him coming back and pitching for the Dodgers in 2024 in any capacity.
3: So where does that leave him in terms of the free agency is are the Dodgers not going to pick him up? What do you guys think? Well, I would hate for another team to pick him up thinking that he may be able to pitch in 2024 and then we don't have him. And then he reaches some milestone that is not in a Dodgers uniform. I think at this point you have to keep him on in some capacity The Dodgers have no problem signing injured relievers that can't ever make it to the mound or that come to to, that make it to the mound and then return to the IL immediately like Daniel Hudson. So this seems like what they always do with pitchers, except this one's a starting pitcher. Is there a
2: maximum price you would be willing to give him? And if he asks for more, you're saying sorry. Well, what did he make last season? 18, I think 20, something around that range. It was less than 20. I think it was 15.
3: Give them that deal again or maybe a little less than that?
4: Oh, you're giving in less than that. 10 million? I mean, well, either way, I don't give a shit. I don't care about their payroll anymore. I don't care about the CVT line anymore. Pay everybody what the fuck they want. It doesn't matter to me anymore as as a fan in terms of their payroll. They went under and now we can go over. So I'm not going to concern myself with 3 or $4 million here in terms of Kershaw's contract. The bottom line is he's not going to pitch until at least the All-Star break. So in my opinion, I don't think he wants to go through this rehab and this recovery somewhere he's never been before with people he's never played with before and doctors and trainers and rehabbers who he's never met before. So in my opinion, this is a no-brainer small contract you signed basically for the second half of the year uh at a discount he know he's not going to ask for 20 million if he's pitching for three months of the year so i don't think money's going to be an issue here
2: i would give him a two-year maybe 20 million he's not going to do the two-year he might have to at this point they're not going to do him they're not going to do that to
4: him like they're going to I think that'd be doing him a
2: favor, though. You're guaranteeing him that second year. Maybe you put in a club option in case he does want to retire. Then you don't have to really have any haggling. But I think that the Dodgers would be doing Kershaw a favor by saying, we don't want you to rush yourself back in 2024. There's that 2025 second year waiting for you if you do decide you're fully healthy and you're ready to compete. Yeah, put that way, then yes, I agree. So I, I don't know wh- where the Dodgers currently stand with Kershaw. It does seem like they do want to bring him back. I still don't think he is going to throw in 2024 with just the type of surgery he's undergoing. It just seems too optimistic. And this is from him speaking. This isn't the Dodgers medical staff or Dr. Neal and Alatroshi or whatever, given his um, <laughs> diagnostic. This is Kershaw's hope. So... It's a, pr- it's a pretty precarious situation, and I don't know where we go from here. But I do know that the Dodgers need to be aggressive with healthy pitchers, um, but I didn't want to jump to that conclusion yet if you guys had well, any other thoughts on
3: Kershaw. My, my one other thought about Kershaw is just how irresponsible it was... Oh, yeah, let's, we should get into that. To put him on the mound game one, given his shoulder. I mean, they had to have known way more than they were exposing to the public, right, about his shoulder. You have to think that they had some information about that. Of course, Kershaw is going to say he wants to go out there because he's a competitor and he's never not going to want the ball. But I just think it's a just a, a, a gross oversight of this organization to put him in this position, and not to mention – they knew about his shoulder pretty much the i would i would imagine well before the playoffs maybe even before the all-star break i mean he was hurt during a good chunk of that uh, i can't remember at what which portion but you had to have known and so the other failure of this front office is not getting a starting pitcher at the deadline other than Lance Lynn. We're talking about a frontline starter. And we saw how those guys performed in the postseason. Jordan See, Montgomery. I disagree. I disagree because you had a guy, Ryan Pepio, who pitched really well
4: towards the end of the season when he came back. And you didn't use him in the playoffs. You no, didn't that's, use but him. but
3: that's the that's the other point. It's like either either get the pitcher that's going to be in that spot if you don't trust Pepeo, or give Pepeo the ball at some point.
2: They had a the guy.
4: They had the guy. They just didn't use him. It was for game one. Know, they never. Think they joined... never had the
2: guy. And I agree with Jake. That was just gross negligence on the Dodgers' half to go with Clay and Kershaw in a game one, a game that sets the tone. For a series, And if you don't believe that narrative, well, then maybe you should tune into 1988 when Kirk Gibson hit a walk off home run because game ones can absolutely set the tone in a series. And when they destroyed and killed Clayton Kershaw on that mound, I think that was enough momentum and confidence booster for them to ride themselves all the way to the World Series.
3: I don't know 100%. why the, the, the yeah. series was lost in that first half inning.
2: I agree. And I just don't get
3: I feel like they punted
2: the postseason they didn't have that all-in mentality of world series or bust it was like yeah we're gonna do our thing make our money in the regular season it was great we won the division and then the moment they got to the postseason or trade deadline we can throw that in there as well where they didn't really put their heart into that they punted it i just felt like they punted it to be honest i agree i agree and i think that's okay i think as a franchise
4: you can't necessarily go for it to an extreme degree at the trade deadline every single year well that's
3: not getting jordan montgomery's not an extreme
4: all right but let's 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 keep in mind the hindsight we have here on jordan montgomery i didn't hear either of you clamoring for him at the deadline he was a name in the moment about he was brought up but he wasn't like some savior messiah
3: figure like he's being made out to be now no, no, of course not. But you didn't get anybody. I mean, you got Lance. I mean, you Lynn got and, Lance Lynn. And he you didn't got, work out in the playoffs. You got well, the guy. He
2: well, didn't I mean, work out. The guy. Like the guy had the second worst ERA in baseball. The guy had well, like when a, he came a with seven Dodgers, eight ERA. He, he
3: pitched way better. I know, but but even in the first half, you're looking at him. You're like, he had a seven eight ERA with the White Sox. I'm just saying they not, went and got the guy. They gave up Nick Street. Come on, they gave <laughs> up
4: a prospect.
3: They got I, Joey Gallo. That's a guy. I know, but that can't be the answer. I'm, I'm saying, how do you know I, I, he's going to how do you know he's going to be good? You, you don't know if any of these guys are going to be good, but it's
4: not sustainable to trade well, everybody on you know the helps? deadline every year. You, you can't know what do helps? that as a franchise?
3: What you know, what helps is not having a shit ERA and giving up, you know, 900 home runs in the first half. Like that's 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 all you really need to tell about getting a guy. I'm saying or I don't you, have a problem. You, you take
4: him out of the game after the second home run. too. Well, that
3: too, but I, 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 there are, I had no problem. I had no problem getting Lance Lynn. Point. I had no problem getting Lance Lynn. I actually kind of like the move, but as a supplementary move, like not not the main move, not not the main starting pitcher. Well, Pepio was unused, so I think that's a bigger
4: problem. Uh, it still yeah, wouldn't have I mattered
2: because of the fact they went with Kershaw in game one. And I think that's the point we're trying to drive home here is, they went with an injured Kershaw, we didn't bring him up yet, but they went with, they went with an injured David Peralta in left field who
3: played the entire yeah, second that half. Is, yeah, that to me yeah. is just unacceptable. How do you do that? How do you keep Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez on the bench? I mean, they they reluctantly put in Kike in the last game, but like when you got an injured, why? What, what is David? David Peralta's not Kirk Gibson. What is this? He's not going to He's <laughs> yeah. not gonna all of a sudden become this superstar and he's yeah. injured? What is there's that? A,
4: ridiculous.
3: There's,
2: there's a honestly. reason he had zero home runs in the second half and like a 50 WRC plus and 500 OPS or whatever those crazy snaps. I would rather
4: have a healthy, a fully healthy, whoever the left fielder is for the Oklahoma City team than an injured player out there. I, 100%.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. They had Chris Taylor, who had a pretty respectable second half, and he basically rode the bench the entire way. Not that it really makes a difference for the majority of the postseason anyways because nobody showed up. But the the bigger picture, though, is how they handle injuries. Like, this organization is really weird
4: about how they handle injuries. They're secretive, and they kind of just push these guys out there and then tell us what happened afterwards. I, I hate this. I hate the training staff also.
3: Hate them. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that for a while. It's one, but I think it's one thing to be cagey about the injury, right? Like not disclosing the full, you know, whatever it is, right. You know, keeping it close to the vest. I I understand that to a degree, but still using these players while they're injured. What is the point of that? That's the, ne- the, the negligent part that I just feel like, why are we doing this? And I get, The Tony Gonsolin thing—we've talked about it. It was incentive laden, you know. He wanted to get enough innings to get to reach a certain threshold to get some more money. I get all of that, but still, it's like for a guy that's injury as injury prone as Tony Gonsolin is to to keep running him out there, it's just so it sucks because then it sets you up for failure in the playoffs. Yeah, GD Luhosh has been wanting us to answer
2: this question so it fits in with the postseason talk should the nlds expand to a best of seven series absolutely i don't think it should no excuse why you play 162
4: games you can't make it a seven game series instead of a five game series
2: I would have making it a best of seven though. Help the Dodgers. They were already down three. 0. it's not about helping the Dodgers. It's about keeping the integrity
4: of the sport. It's about making the regular season. I want,
2: I want less teams in the playoffs. 160, to make the, regular we, season the Dodgers better. just played
4: 162 games just to lose three games against some random scrub Arizona team. If you play a regular season for 162 games, the, the second round of the playoffs should be a seven game series. So this cool. is
2: what happens when you just keep adding teams into the postseason it defa- it devalues the regular season like in the nba i don't need the yeah and by making to a seven best game of seven
4: nlds would val would make the regular season way more valuable it's a I safety don't... net for the better teams I, I, don't, I don't see how the what do you mean my... how the if it if it was a seven game series this wouldn't have happened, but the Dodgers technically would still have another game to beat Arizona and then maybe win four in a row. Yeah. It's that simple. They were going to win four in a row. All right, well, you go down 2-0. No,
3: but the opportunity, you... the chance, the, you know, exactly. the opportunity what talking is there. about? It's not
4: going to help. It's a huge
2: buffer and a safety net for the better teams. That's it's just so much better that Baltimore and the Dodgers got swept. I just, I don't buy that. I really don't. I don't buy expanding the NLDS. If anything, they need to give the nlds um, home field teams more of an advantage and i think that's where rob manfred needs to figure it out i don't know i don't know the solution because i don't really like this best of three wild card and then team like the Dodgers has to wait four or five days to play i don't know maybe the nlds home field team should have an automatic 1-0 lead i'm not sure what's the best way to incentivize having the better record make it a
3: seven game series is make all way. of the games in that ballpark of the, of the better team. The Dodgers
2: can barely put together a full rotation to win a best of five series. I don't think That's having the them... Dodgers
4: problem. You're looking at this from a Dodgers angle. I'm looking at this from an integrity of the sport angle and the no brainer decision is to put an NLDS game set, seven, seven game series.
2: I think if you have the best record in a 162, you should get an automatic advancement, maybe to the NLCS, to be honest. That's the way to make the regular season
3: yeah. more valuable. Get an That's automatic insane. pass to the final four. No. I mean, Zero then we're just points. going, we're going back to the, the old days where like the best team in the AL and the best team in the NL went right to the World Series. That's how it should be, honestly. All this expanded <laughs> playoffs is bullshit. Then the Dodgers wouldn't have been in the World Series. Yeah.
2: And I think that would really incentivize teams to actually give a shit in the offseason, not this roll of the dice like Arizona Diamondbacks who got hot for two weeks. This is just nonsense. That doesn't happen in the seven NBA. doesn't really happen in the NFL either.
4: Because they have seven game series in the NBA. Yeah, but
2: the that doesn't... But the, what? The Warriors, would, the Warriors dynasty didn't need those best of sevens to prove they were the better team in the first round.
1: No it's, honestly miserable.
2: That up, that they it's did. honestly miserable to watch teams being up 3-0 in the first round you're like oh i have to play another game just risk the injuries that's just my opinion but yeah this question's gone on for too long it's not going to matter i mean in the at the end of the day they're just going to want more playoff games anyways so they probably will eventually make it a best of seven and then more guys will get tommy john because that's just the counter effect uh brent brenda dot b26 what happens to clay and kershaw we kind of covered that um let's get into some off-season talk and then we'll check in on the chat to see what people are asking shohei otani clearly target number one i think this is the time where the dodgers need to pounce and make the trade for corbin burns i really do they need to get a front of the line starter they haven't really had that guy in almost two years now Corbin Burns is on a contract year. It's already been reported that if the Brewers are willing to deal him, the Dodgers are most certainly interested. I don't know what the Dodgers would have to give up to get Corbin Burns, but I kind of want to package him with Willie Adamas because the Dodgers also do need a shortstop. And with the Dodgers extending Max Muncy at third base, it has me thinking that Miguel Vargas, Michael Bush, or maybe even Gavin Lux are on their way out the door.
3: Yeah, I I would like Corbin Burns and I and I would like Willie Adamas, but I just I wasn't curious, or I wasn't curious. I was curious about what Willie Adamas did last year. He wasn't great. Not, not great. But he was De- better than Miguel Rojas. Well, yeah, that's not saying much. 217 batting average, 24 home runs, 80 RBIs. That's not bad, but the on base percentage is 310, not great. 717 OPS. And a below average OPS plus at 95. So not great, but obviously a really good defender and has some pop. And yeah, I mean he is better than um would you rather have Willie Adamas or Tim Anderson? Adamus. Adamus as well. Yeah, I would too. I mean, just defensively. Uh, I I just saw that I saw that Tim Anderson was a free agent. I was trying to think if there was any other shortstops that would be available that are that's better than Adamus, but if you can get him in a package with Burns I like that a lot. So I yeah, I agree
4: um but I think Burns is going to cost up for sure like a Dalton Rushing or a Nick Frasso at a minimum. Um I don't think you're going to get away with you know Kevin's your suggested package of you know Vargas and kind of nothing else. So I think the Brewers are going to want someone younger and an elite prospect. And I think those two guys are are probably in the mix. I think you can add a couple other arms alongside Firasso that they would be interested in. So it's going to cost prospects, but that's that's what it takes. And I think they should absolutely do whatever it takes to get him.
2: Give them Bush. I think we could hold on to Firasso, but we might have to give up. Um, I don't want to give up Sheehan or Stone, but we might have to give
3: up Stone to get Burns I was gonna say Stone. Probably, I think, I think I'm comfortable doing that. I mean, with with Miller, Sheehan, Pepio, like those guys that are already there. I and and Gavin Stone really kind of took a step back it's gonna, it's this past cost season. More than
4: that, I'm telling you. Well,
3: what what would be the package then? I think it's going
4: to be centered. I think the Brewers are going to want like a younger elite prospect. And I think that's, that's going to include somebody who hasn't been called up yet. And I think it's going to be that name paired with one of these guys you're mentioning, like a Vargas or a Bush, uh, someone of that caliber, who's kind of, you know, in this range of being called up or, or, or even stone. Like I, if they asked for rushing and stone for Burns and Adamas, I could see that being a realistic package i could see that being a realistic ask by the brewers
3: yeah i mean and, and there's a bit of a log jam at catcher i mean what are you going to do about will smith how long is he you know is he the is he the catcher of the future you know is he your guy you know so you know and also what do you got with diego cartaya you know he kind of had a down year so it was there's just a bit of a log jam so i i could see that happening but my my other question is and the other caveat to this is that if you're let's just say for the sake of argument you get Burns and you get Adamus, then what happens to Gavin Lux? He's coming back. He's going to be well, playing second base is open. You could do second base Yeah. and then just keep Mookie primarily in the outfield. But what well, you would do? I I mean I, what they I paid him see... for What? That's what they paid him to be. That's for sure. But I'm waiting. I, I really want to see a healthy Gavin Lux. Like, please just give it, give us that like world gods, baseball gods. I want a full season of injury-free Gavin Lux. I want to see what we have because I feel like we have something, but we've just not gotten a big enough sample size yet.
4: I'm looking That's forward for to sure. him getting a shot. At best
3: case,
2: I mean, he's going to grade out, I think, Bry- Bryson Stott or Bison Stott, whatever his name is, I think that's Bryson like the, that's the comp you're going to hope for at this point. But yeah, I mean, I agree. If he's healthy, they're going to give him a shot to be the everyday starter, and I think that should be at second base. The Dodgers need a shortstop, and I think Willie
3: Adamas fits right in. Um, then there's the... because because Rojas is still under contract, and you can stick him on the bench, and
2: then there's the big cat in the pitcher market and it's not a American it's out in Japan. He just finished pitching in their world series. I believe, uh, Yoshi uh, Yoshi, uh, can't, I I wrote, I can't even read my own writing, but Yamamoto. There you go. Sorry, everybody. I think it's Yoshinobu Yamamoto better. Um, we're getting there. (laughs) This guy is probably the best pitcher on the market And we don't even know that for certain because he's never pitched at the major league level, but this guy is incredible. I mean, you just look up his stats in Japan. He, he's like Sandy Koufax out there.
4: So I've heard that. And I've also heard that he's not as physically imposing as you might, you might seem. I heard a lot of Kent and Maeda comparisons even, and that kind of gave me a red flag a little bit. Uh, Obviously I will take him. But I want to focus on Otani, and I want to focus on Corbin Burns, and then you can go out and try to supplement that. I think well, he's going to be the
2: first one off the board, so they're yeah, going to have to make this. He just the got decision. posted
4: today, but yeah. I, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm I don't care. I don't care that this guy just got posted. I'm going all in on Otani, no matter what, and I'm calling the Brewers and I'm getting that done. Also, there is no reason the Brewers are in complete sell mode. Council's gone, GM gone, Woodruff out for a year, Yelich. Not going to repeat what he did again. Roster bad. No reason you can't call (laughs) the Brewers, whoever their fucking GM is now. I don't even know who it is. Do they even have a GM? Call whoever answers the phone at the stadium and make this trade happen. You're the Los Angeles Dodgers with endless resources. Go get him.
2: I think they'll get it done. My only concern is these trades usually don't happen until around the winter meetings. And I believe for Yamamoto, he has to sign with the team within 45 days. days. Yeah,
4: 45, 50 days. Yeah.
2: And so that's why I think he will be the first one off the board. I have no clue what he's going to get paid. I've seen as high as 200 million total. Yeah. That seems like a lot, but he is 25. It is a huge risk, but he is only 25. He seems good. So, I, I just don't know. What, I don't know what the Dodgers are thinking with him, but I would be really happy if they got him. But I also think that the Dodgers shouldn't be happy with signing just one or trading for one frontline arm. I think they need two. And so that's why I think with Jordan Montgomery being a free agent, throw him the bag as well. Because you look at his stats, this guy is the current generation version of John Lester. And the Dodgers need a guy like that who just goes out there and gets it done.
3: Yeah. And he's relatively healthy and he's a, he, he's a, he's a dog. And he really, really showed that in the playoffs, which is like my, I know it's probably not everybody's barometer, but that's my barometer. If I see you perform in the playoffs, I want you on the Dodgers. doesn't matter if you don't repeat the performance, but I think stacking the roster with these guys, just to see if there's anybody that can catch fire when we need to um, that, that's what we need. And Montgomery was 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 really great for the Rangers. Big reason why they got to the World Series and won it. Get them both. On a different note,
2: because Maria G's in the chat and also DM'd us, I believe it's the same person, on X, Mary G. Guzman. She wants our thoughts on Mookie Betts' comments regarding Trevor Bauer. And if there's any hope that Trevor Bauer returns to either the Dodgers or major league baseball, I think as well.
3: I have a question about the Mookie Betts comment. Was this just like, did he just offer this up, or was I he, think he asked did, about yeah. this? I think he was just he just offered it up. If that's the case, why? But also, I come. They don't. You don't think that they asked. Why did he just volunteer that? I, I he don't had know. to have been asked about it, right? I just it was just when he when I saw that Mookie Betts commented on Trevor Bauer, I was like. That is the most random thing I've ever heard.
4: OK, here's my take. We don't know what their relationship is, so I don't really care what he says about his former teammate. And to answer the question, there is no chance he will ever be back as a Dodger. That ship sailed a long time ago, regardless of anything else. But he, I think he'll absolutely get another chance in Major League Baseball for sure, though. We just we just can't. A lot of fans get way too concerned with, like, the personal lives and personal opinions of players. And I'm just not one of those people who gets involved in that or cares.
3: It just seems like like a kind of a self-inflicted wound on on Mookie's part.
2: I mean,
1: yeah, I guess
3: to, to, to some people,
2: you
1: know.
0: Yeah.
2: That was a weird one. He made a lot of people upset, but he also made a lot of people happy. Kind of similar to politics. Yeah, you
3: know, know, two of those people was Trevor Bauer and Rachel Luba. They were very happy (laughs) You knew knew they were going to jump on that. Oh, they jumped. The second he said that, you knew they were going to take advantage of that shit. They jumped all over that. Oh, leeches. You know, and then that kind of calls into question the report that came out that said that the Dodgers didn't want Trevor Bauer to come back when he was kind of on paid administrative leave. And so if Mookie is saying that kind of contradicts that. I mean, who's to say that there weren't other teammates on that team that didn't want him back. You know what I mean? It's like, so Mookie bats is one player. doesn't mean that all of the players then were in agreement with that. That was a weird one to me that Trevor Bauer kind of commented on that too. I kind of get a weird feeling. Trevor
2: Bauer is going to sign with the Atlanta Braves. They don't give a shit about your, off the field issues in the yeah they love a, a guy they, they love a guy like john rocker
3: you know him, like needs trevor
2: bauer is the angels <laughs>
3: that would be Perfect funny
4: for them they like need him that
2: that makes a lot of sense as well um let's see any michael creos throwing out tyler molly that's a guy i used to like but he's coming off shoulder surgery and i don't yeah. know if i want to go down that path of the reclamation parts once again, but I mean I don't hate it if it's like a one year Andrew Heaney flyer deal and we just much rather to... have Sonny Gray. Yeah, he just He's not a big game pitcher in my opinion. Gets it done in the regular season, but I don't feel good about giving Sonny Gray the ball my season. Has he like pitched in that many big games though? The twins. But when are the twins they in he... a big game? Feel like he had to pitch for the Yankees in the playoffs.
4: Maybe that when stadium the o- is, that and stadium Oakland is tough
2: Oakland when they tried. I would take Sonny Gray in a heartbeat. It feels Just like a Freedman a- move, but I don't like it.
3: What about Aaron Nola? Too expensive. I mean, obviously,
4: yes, but price wise, I don't know.
3: What do you
2: think he gets? One eighty to two hundred million. For yeah, like five, six years. Yes. And I think a team like the Cardinals is going to pay it because they need pitching. You don't think the Phillies are going to keep him? I think they'll do everything. I think they'll try. But like if they were going to keep him, why didn't they try to extend him?
4: They could have. We don't really follow the Phillies beat writers per se.
2: It was just saying that Nola asked for 200 million in his extension. And they wouldn't do it. So, has been. Oh, well, yeah, Has Maybe been there's thinking. far apart. They just have a lot of money committed. I don't know if they can afford him,
3: to be honest. We just, we need to go. But, but like, but, but like we were saying, we need to go after that big game pitcher. I mean, hey, Aaron just Nola. for
2: the record, in the postseason,
4: Sonny Gray has a 326 ERA, 30 innings, 11 earned runs, 30 strikeouts, 1.38 whip. So that's great. I'll take that, please.
3: And, Better than and I thought. Aaron Nola has a, has a uh, five and three record. And, a 3.70 ERA in the postseason.
4: His worst start ever was this year for the Twins. You're talking about Sonny Gray,
3: yeah, which was five runs, forward. That was his worst start in the postseason.
4: <sighs>
3: Sign him up. However, Nola did lose the only game that, well, not the only game. He 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 lost uh, to Arizona. One of those games, he beat Arizona and he lost to Arizona. The the conclusion that we've come to is there's a fuck ton of options and the Dodgers need to get at least two of them. There's so much pitching, it's like a gold mine of pitching in the free agent class.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I haven't really heard too much else in terms of pitchers that the Dodgers are linked to at this moment. There was another Japanese guy that I heard rumors for. Yeah, the lefty, right? Uh, yeah, uh, i mean, that was just Mark Feinson writing names that he thinks could be fits but that wasn't really it. the dodgers are going after
4: him i don't think i don't know i heard differently
2: yeah i i don't i don't really want to sign that guy because he's i don't know anything about him to be honest and he's not yamamoto he's <laughs> he could be not better either. we don't know what if he's better he, yamamoto he be better. is pretty electric in the wbc yeah he, he yeah. is
4: i know but still, I mean, this guy if, could be good, too. Wouldn't if I
2: had to know anything about him. I don't know how Yamamoto is going to age, but I'd be pretty comfortable betting he's going to be an all-star. If, if, all, if, if he's I'd even put close. All my eggs, if he's even like Kodai Senga, that's a W.
4: I would put all my eggs in the Sasaki basket over Yamamoto. That dude is amazing.
2: That's but fair, not... but he's also like three or four years away from being in the majors. I, know. I think it's I think it's less than three. I think it's two years. I don't know. He's like tw- nine, isn't he? Like twenty.
3: Oh, is it, yeah, that, that was the guy we, we just
2: we just signed this year. Yeah, let's hmm? let's let's see what happens with him because I we're talking about
3: what, what pitcher did we just sign this year? We no, like-
2: that was uh, no. I'm
4: talking about the guy who pitched for Japan on the in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, soccer. oh, oh.
2: I don't. Isn't he a reliever? Sasaki no he started I'm not Roki so familiar- Sasaki remember? haven't I haven't heard anything about him being posted
4: he's that's that's I'm just saying in in a year or two when he's posted I would go all in on that guy not not Yamamoto personally
2: well I want to win in 2024 so I'm paying whoever's available to pitch this upcoming season so I'm
3: with you Kevin
2: Yeah, I'm tired of this. Let's get them next year. This is just getting ridiculous. Like, I don't want to be 40 when they win their second World Series in my lifetime. It's just this is insane. Like this whole mentality of we have this formula of we'll get through the regular season and whatever happens in the postseason happens. It's not good enough for me anymore. And so I want to get on this note of the Tommy Pham news that broke like a little less than a week ago where he wanted to be a Dodger multiple times and they decided not to trade for him.
3: I just don't get it. I really don't. I mean, I mean especially 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 if they knew that David Peralta was hurt. Like exactly. it, seems, it seemed like a no-brainer. I guess,
4: I don't know. I don't know if Tommy Pham is like it's again, it's so easy in hindsight to say these things, but like I wasn't none of us were clamoring for Tommy Pham at the deadline.
0: No, so... nobody
2: was. But But take him over Ahmed Rosario.
0: If I I, if I
2: knew I like like David said, I didn't think of him as an option, but that's what these executives' jobs are. If they know a certain player wants to be a dodger and they have Mookie and J. Does that matter? Who gives a shit if he wants to be a dodger? I want to be a dodger. I want well, you're not a baseball player. I want guys that want to be here. Unlike Trey Turner, when they traded for him, he didn't want to be here. But Mookie and JD vouched for him, and they said he wanted to be here, and clearly that worked out for Arizona I don't they I the They want
4: to be here. I want to see him hit and pitch in the playoffs. That's what Fam I don't did. Don't care if Tommy Fam wanted to be a Dodger. That doesn't mean we should just trade for him. What did he do in the playoffs,
2: Jake? <laughs> I can look it up, but he he hit he hit he hit a lot. Well.
3: He hit any better than anyone on the Dodgers. Well, that's for sure. But who's to say Tommy Pham would have would have saved our season? And you're also
4: ignoring that he is quite a personality also. And the Dodgers have had shitty luck with some personalities in the past couple of years. So maybe that was a factor also.
2: Well, we've also gone on many times on these podcasts and said that the Dodgers need an asshole. So you can't. Yeah, have but but not like a locker
4: room controversy asshole, like an on the field asshole. Not well, like a, I'm going to punch you over a fantasy football argument, asshole.
2: Other than that, one instance, it doesn't seem like too many people are anti-fam, and considering anti-fam. Jock wasn't considering Jock wasn't on the Dodgers, I'm not too concerned.
3: Anti-famist? Yes. I mean, out of all of the moves that the Dodgers could have made at the deadline, I think I don't think any of us were looking at Tommy Fam, Like, We weren't looking at Ahmed Rosario either. Doesn't matter. Nobody was looking at Ahmed Rosario except Andrew Friedman. Right. Right. When we got, when the news broke, I was like, I forgot he was still in the league. Like I, I, it was like one of those, it was like, what, what, but, but then getting Kike was, was a great move. And that's another guy I want to keep. Let's not let him leave again. He was great. He was one of the only guys that performed on this team in the playoffs in those th- you know those three horrendous games. Sure. Do you think do you think Kike asks
2: for a reasonable contract? I think I think he would. He doesn't seem to have much value at this point.
3: No, I mean, he even said that the one the only reason he wanted to, you know, leave is because he wanted a starting job and he got one. And he had a miserable time in Boston. He didn't really play that well overall. And, and yep. he thrives when he comes off the bench.
2: Totally. Okay, I'm going to open it up now to the YouTube comments. I may have missed some comments earlier. So if you are following along on YouTube, first of all, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. But now start to drop your questions because I will do a Q&A. Um, in the meantime, while you're developing your questions, this podcast is brought to you by Tick Pick. And even though baseball season is over, that doesn't mean you can't get your great ticket prices out there lakers clippers nfl hockey all in full motion right now and with no services at checkout you download that tick pick app and you're going to find the best deals out there they're advertising on tv they have great concert deals and tick pick has been sponsoring this podcast for over a year now and they hook us up every now and then so highly recommend if you're looking for the best deals out there tick pick is the best ticketing website out there um so nothing really going on yet Tyler O'Neal is being brought up in the chat should we trade for Tyler O'Neal
4: yeah I've, I said that at the deadline
2: right that would have been a
4: move would love that I would love Tyler O'Neill. he's a gamer but we need Randy or Rosarena more way more yes I agree that's another like, that, why, that would like, be... why is that not being discussed Maybe if we
3: maybe if we continue
4: to talk about it enough, it'll yeah. get out there. I mean, yeah, I think if we just create rumors, just spread isn't that stuff. how rumors start? Yeah. Okay, so if we just start these rumors, then like maybe Bob Nightingale will will start talking about it, and then Tampa Bay is like, oh shit, maybe this isn't the worst idea ever. And then we yeah. just traded for Randy yeah. or Rosarena. We got I him. want
2: him. The only problem is he's going to cost more than Corbin Burns, but screw it. Don't just, care. Just go all in, I guess, on the Arena train. Yep. How all fun right, is- would it Ohtani, be? Otani, Rosarena, and Burns? Like, why not?
3: Why not? That would be the best offseason ever. I was going to say, ever. like, how how fun of a team would it be to have a Rosarena, Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman? I mean, that's that sounds like a great nucleus. And then just like Blake Trinan and Dustin May
4: just like chilling also. Like, that sounds like a fucking complete awesome team.
2: I like how Dustin May got brought up, who's, like, shown <laughs> very back, little man. personality for the Dodgers. He's dogs. coming back. What are you talking about? On field, he's, like, the most personable player we have. I don't know what reality you're living in. Have you seen him pitch? Nobody plays with more emotional Dodgers than him. When, have they, when, when do we have Dustin May dugout moments? Not dugout moments. On the field.
4: which He's, is he's the priority. very...
2: He's got some passion, but he he's he's not my first
3: choice of personalities. And Blake Trion was ready to fight the Padres in that. That's another guy. Dustin May's another guy, along with Gavin Lux. that I was saying earlier that I want to see I want to see full healthy seasons from these guys, please. We, we 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 need it. We need it because I I think Dustin May has the chance to be a frontline starter that we're all discussing that we need to go out and get, if he can be healthy. It's never happening. Why not? Why not? He us? can't stay
2: healthy. That's just like you said, he's had but two he's elbow But he's young surgeries. enough
3: to where, he's young enough to wear. he can bounce back a little faster and maybe... He, me, yeah, maybe, Nathan
4: Eovaldi had two Tommy John surgeries when he was young too.
3: You know, Walker Bueller? When it's his Eddie contract Watson. year,
2: when it's its contract year, that's when Dustin May will shine. In the meantime... I'm not getting my hopes up. He might have to become
3: a reliever if that's the only way to prolong. I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just, I'm just saying what, what my fantasy is. I want to see that. It is.
2: That is exactly what it is. It is a fantasy because he needs to prove it. And he hasn't. I agree. I I would honestly trade him at this point. If it gives me Corbin Burns, if that's who they want, just do it. Like they're not going to take him. They probably won't, but who knows if, if they're as high on if they're as high on him as you guys are, maybe they would. Harmony Davis, I'm not did you all that. see what the dumb reporter asked Corey Seeger after the World Series?
3: Ugh, thoughts. I hated that. I hated that. Like, why are you asking him why the Dodgers didn't want you after you just won the freaking World Series MVP trophy? Like, who gives a shit? He left. The Dodgers didn't want him. The, the Dodgers, the Dodgers didn't want to, you know, match what the Rangers gave him. So he left. Yeah. I don't care
2: about the question. Honestly, I think that the reporter had some balls, so I respect them for just doing that. Like we need more reporters that are just going to ask the hard hitting questions. So I'll tip I mean, my cap to that, that
3: moment though. You don't ask that.
2: I, I don't care. Honestly, if, if they're telling him in advance, like you you can't ask that, but if it's fair game, honestly, you're a reporter ask whatever you want. Like he's no, not asking if you're having you. a fair or something. It's fair game in my part. So anyways, since Corey Seager was brought up, like I was just so triggered watching the world series. Like my biggest fear happened. Thankfully it was for a team that I don't give a shit about the Texas Rangers. So they can win their title. Doesn't affect my life. It's not like he went to the giants or something, but my goodness, did I warn everyone that this was going to happen? You let your franchise shortstop walk, who was pretty clutch. And what does he do? He leads another team to the World Series. Just couldn't believe it. It's up there with Beltre with me. Like Corey Seager is up there in terms of letting Adrian Beltray walk. They're very comp at this point.
3: Yeah.
0: It,
2: yeah. I mean, it's bad. It looks
4: bad.
3: There's no way around It, it looks bad right now he was and especially too, they lose Garcia and Corey Seager just steps up even more mm-hmm. like yeah. just remarkable stuff stuff that we saw firsthand I'm so glad that he won a title with the Dodgers and was able to win the World Series MVP with them because had he not like this I think it might have hurt a little bit more but man oh, it, was, it was absolutely it was kind of mesmerizing to watch him because it was just and, and and also in that ballpark too, the globe life, just getting those flashbacks of when he was crushing it there where we, we basically, that was our, our home stadium for the further, the entire of October entirety of October or November, whenever the hell that was.
2: Totally. This was actually a name I kind of thought about for the Dodgers to potentially take a one-year flyer on Jay thoughts on Luis Severino.
3: I wouldn't hate it, honestly. No. A two one win, year deal, hurt. sure. I mean, Too if you hurt. want to do if you want to do it like, you know, the you know, the for the Cinder Guard slot, that's, yeah, you know, fine. But that, you know, that, that's gotta be your third, fourth, fifth, sixth. He's gotta move. be your fifth. He's gotta yeah. be your fifth starter. No, I'm saying like it, like it's definitely not up there on the priority scale. No, it's not. But Otani, he's Ohtani another guy. Is... What? I was
2: going to say Otani is, and that's oh, yeah. just to conclude the, the letting Seager walk thing. If the Dodgers sign Shohei Otani, then you kind of nip that other thing in the butt and we can move past the Seager narratives. But if they don't sign Otani, or at least get a, a bunch of awesome pieces this October, it's really going to have me questioning this front office motives.
3: Yeah, I'm already questioning it. They're, they're already kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. But I think that this offseason can really turn it around for them. Um, It's a huge offseason. It's a huge offseason. Like the biggest offseason they've had, maybe.
2: It's the most important Dodgers offseason ever.
4: I mean, I'm not comfortable saying ever, but maybe in this regime, yeah.
2: (laughs) Ever. We just didn't have free agency like that back in the other 10 years. I mean, Ned Coletti is the closest thing, but he never had that monumental of an offseason
3: in my opinion. My opinion. Well, it's also, you know, how often do you have a generational talent available this early in his career on yeah. the market in Shohei Ohtani? How often is the best player in baseball available to your team at, at a price? So that's another reason why this is one of the biggest off seasons ever.
2: Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Barry Bonds in his 70 home run hitting days was ever available like this. Never. Bryce Harper was. Still ringless.
3: <laughs> Long tease on the road I can't team. believe can we just I can't believe the Phillies freaking collapsed like that? Like Jesus Christ. You know, it's one thing for one thing for the Dodgers to do it. We love doing it. But the Phillies, how the heck did they let the D backs win that? What do you series? mean? The
4: Phillies are chokers too. The Philadelphia sports are always chokers. The Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. The Phillies lost in the World Series the year before. The yeah, Sixers, lo- lost the Sixers lose team. in the Conference Finals every single year. That's the, what they the, do.
3: The Phillies lost to a better team in the in the World Series last year. They didn't and lose to a they better lost team to this a worse time. team because Philadelphia sports
4: loses in big moments. All they right. did
2: beat the Braves though. Yeah, well, hang the banner, was... hang the banner, right? Yeah, but they do come up short a lot. But I mean, they also. But they get far. I mean, they get farther believe, than the Dodgers, I
3: I could not that was the biggest surprise to me is they the, the fact that they couldn't get past the D backs.
4: If Philadelphia if, if conference finals championships were were banners, Philadelphia Sports would would be the king. <laughs> getting yeah. getting to the end the conference finals is Philadelphia's specialty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty good at that. What were we talking about? Oh oh so Atani, yeah um this will be a good last kind of couple last subjects the lithium dodger reached out on x and kind of wanted to get an idea of what the 40-man roster build was going to look like we don't have all the time in the world for that but we've hit we've hit on a lot of targets Are are there any other things that you think the dodgers should explore are there guys on the roster or other free agents
3: to be that we didn't bring up well one thing one guy we didn't talk about yet was justin turner He's wow, a free There's again. nothing to talk
4: about. Sorry.
2: There is the there's Bellinger and JT. Yeah, Bellinger, votes.
3: Turner. Do we bring those guys back or no? I think there's a
2: 50-50 shot that Justin Turner could come back with the Dodgers. I would bet. I would bet. 50-50? Um, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. What are you what, like? Where Where is he going to go? Not. Where is he going to play on the Dodgers? So, I don't think he needs to play every day for the Dodgers. It's going to come down to accept that. Bro, bench role, look at his he? season last year. He's not
4: just for, and what did he win? He didn't
2: Bernie win anything. Mac and
4: Mr. 3000 right now. Like he's, he's
2: a player. He's not a bench player. So does he go to some shitty state and just plays every day? Or does he come back to yes, somewhere? He likes that,
4: that option.
2: Because I think for Justin Turner, it's more about being comfortable. And I think that's why he went to Boston in the first place, because he had a lot of familiar teammates. But he's clearly not going back there. Is he going to go to Miami and be their DH?
3: I don't know. They're sure. not good. But they have a spot for him, and the Dodgers don't. Miami just brought back Josh Bell. So that's out. that's
2: you going to go to Arizona because they need to replace Longoria? <laughs> it's
3: pointless. There's plenty of
2: spots for him. And they're not on the Dodgers.
0: Arizona if, you, if you're going after Otani.
4: If you're I'm, going after Otani, you, you can't sign him. No.
2: I think the Dodgers are gonna to talk to Justin Turner. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I do I did want to introduce eventually a segment, I'm not creating this at all because other shows do it, but we'll have like fake money that we can bet against each other and against the books. I would bet some money that Justin Turner talks to the Dodgers. Talks to them. What yeah. kind of a bet is that? Because people are saying there's no chance he comes back to the Dodgers. And so I disagree. I think they'll at <laughs> least try to find a spot for him.
3: I think he's a good fallback option if they don't get out. No, the bet should be the bet should be is that you think that the Dodgers will sign him.
2: Yeah,
4: we're, I'm not bet. betting on a conversation happening.
2: Well, that's what I would bet on. I bet I'm saying I'm, I would bet the Dodgers. We get one article at least that says the Dodgers are interested in or talking to Justin Turner. I think yeah, he would accept that happening. I think he would come back in a David freeze role. Could be wrong. I don't you're know. Otani, And if you
4: don't go Otani, you get JD Martinez back in that order.
2: I mean, I love JD, but ugh, I don't know the locking him in as our DH again. I don't know if I could do that. That's
3: tough. Cause he's, he can't move him out of that role. I'd rather just
2: put Muncie to DH. And then I was just sign...
3: about to say that I was then just about bring to back say
2: Turner. That. Ugh, just saying. God, we're not doing this. They're not doing this. They're not bringing him back. They're not. These are like the worst case scenarios that you just have to brace yourself what about, for. What
3: about Bellinger? That would make more sense happening. than Turner. I'd love to have Bellinger back,
4: personally, uh, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, the Yankees are going to be all over that.
3: It's, it's the Boris curse.
2: They won't even talk. That I relationship so is dead. Yeah, I agree.
3: I think it's time to get rid of Austin Barnes. I really do. I never thought in this year, our Lord, 2023, I'd ever hear hear Kevin Klein say that. Usually backup catchers
2: don't make or break a team, but the fact that the Dodgers keep going back to him in crucial spots in the postseason to bat,
3: we just need to just cut that head off and just get someone better. That's been inexplicable the last two years. Game on the line, Austin Barnes at the dish. Because what? He came through once against Blake Snell in the World Series one time?
2: Yeah, it's a shame Carlos Suriz isn't
3: still playing. That one moment bought him all of these years. Apparently.
4: Dave Roberts, it shouldn't have to be that way. You shouldn't have to have a roster of everybody who can hit. You just don't send those guys up to hit in most crucial situations.
2: So other guys that Kind of just hit, hit the top of my my to-cut list. Victor Gonzalez, it's time to end that one. Yes, yeah. No. And I could see them trading him. They wouldn't cut him, but they could potentially trade him, kind of like what they did with Floro a few years ago. Um, Almonte, I think his story with the Dodgers is coming to an end. Yeah. Disagree? Yeah.
4: Disagree entirely?
2: He's hurt. He gets hurt all the time.
4: It was one year, man. He was Greed was not hurt at all for us last year.
2: In twenty twenty two, missed like two months with that shoulder injury.
3: Almonte was was really hurt last year. He was fine. Was he not?
4: Well, did he not pitch in that San Diego series? And then he gave up runs. I mean, that's irrelevant. It's very he relevant.
3: He's he's been hurt these past two seasons. I still don't think you get rid of him. I really I mean, don't. If he if you bring you bring him back if he's healthy, sure. I mean, if it's cheap, f- it why is, not? he's not a, is he even a free agent? There's no way he's a free agent. He's not a free agent, but he's, he's cheap. Cheap, controllable
4: relief arms. Why would why would you just get rid of him?
2: He's got proven he can be good because
4: he has no options in the minors. He's proven he can be good.
3: If he's healthy, he's usually good. He's also proven I think, he's bad. I, I think the key for the bullpen is keeping Brazier. That's I that's, agree.
2: And if they let Brazier walk because they have that mindset of we have Almonte, no fuck that.
3: No, there's no there's no way that that's the safety net for Brazier is not Almonte. It's just they don't they don't want to pay relievers, which they've shown. But yeah, I I just think that they got to cut that shit and just freaking say we're keeping this bullpen intact because that was the only good thing in the playoffs. You got to keep the bull. You got to keep most of these guys intact. I, 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 I am on board with getting rid of Joe Kelly. He's kind of unreliable, even though he was kind of, he's kind of electric when he is on,
2: they might bring him back on a cheaper deal.
3: Yeah. I could see that, but most of these guys, I mean, I mean, it's we run it back. Gratterall Phillips, run it back. Give me Shelby Miller. Yeah, I they're I mean,
2: they're going to sign one guy or trade for one guy that is out is external, just inevitable. And then they'll. Do you think him Josh
3: legit. Hader's going to go Mets?
2: <laughs> no, Phillies should get. Have, no, Phillies should
4: actually pay him whatever he wants.
2: It's got to be a team that just has the books wide open. Um, God, what was. I think this, I I really think the Cardinals are going to be super aggressive this off season.
3: I would imagine. I mean, they, they had an embarrassing season last year. They were, they, they had the hopes of contending. They don't offer, they don't really ever sign big free agent
4: contracts ever.
2: Well, it's time for that tide to turn. They need a lot of pitching. But but I mean, guys. central is just super wide open. Like we, like, David said earlier, the Brewers are done. The Pirates aren't showing me that they're willing to spend. Both Central divisions are trash, and the, the Cubs are <laughs> Cubs are going to take a step back because maybe they pay Hater. Honestly, they could, but I think he's. I think the Padres, since we haven't really brought them up with their financial issues, so funny they're, they're going to be
3: decimated. So funny they had to take out a loan. That's really funny to me.
2: Yeah, they took out a 50 million dollar loan or whatever. They've lost almost Bastard. their entire rotation to free agency. Their we manager about... just,
3: just left and went to San Francisco, a division rival. <laughs> we didn't talk about Snell,
2: but I have a feeling the Dodgers are going to talk to him as well, at least get an idea of what he calls. You were talking to people. That's what the Dodgers do. They talk to everybody. Yeah, but am I not wrong here? This is, they do this to us every season. They talk to everybody and then we get our hopes up like so-and-so, oh, the Dodgers are talking to them. Maybe that's going to happen. And then they sign AJ Pollock. <laughs> oh, hey. They're going to sign some people this year. They have to.
3: Yeah, they really do. Um. Also, I find it funny that, that Craig Kimbrell basically ended the Philly season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you knew that was gonna happen i mean but happen, but wow wow that was crazy wasn't it
2: very predictable in my opinion
3: yeah that's
2: why it's a shame the dodgers didn't face the phillies to get to craig Kimbrel. this is on a different note this is kind of my out of left field that i've been holding on to for a few days now I go to a lot of concerts, as some of you and some of you probably do not know. And I have a new pet peeve that's emerged into like my top five pet peeves. And I can give you guys that list another time because I don't know them all off the top of my head. But in my top five for pet peeves now are people that have to sing at the top of their lungs, lyric for lyric to every song at a concert. And this happens at the big venues like the Hollywood bowl or the forum or football stadiums where the sound isn't as good because the venues are really big, obviously, unlike a small venue where you're kind of in an enclosed space. So the, the artists tend to always win the victory. So it's more bearable if people sing loud, but at these loud stadiums where you're outdoors and the, the acoustics just don't carry as far as they can because of just science, I guess. I don't know what to do because I don't want to be a dick and tell these people like you're ruining my time. Can you please tone it down with your singing? Yeah. You're you're
3: that's not going to go over. well. That's not an option. You are at a concert.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. Exactly. And I don't want to be that asshole and then just get death stares or have their boyfriend or something throw a beer at me. So I, Mm -hmm. I agree. That's not an option. So I guess this is more like a public service announcement. I'm okay if you sing some of the lyrics at the top of your lungs every now and then, but if you think this is your concert and you (laughs) are doing your karaoke, no one wants to hear that. No, no, no. Okay. Have some more more observance of your surroundings. All right. This is a ridiculous take because (laughs) this is the one, literally
4: the one place on earth where that behavior is okay. That is the only place on earth where you can go in society Publicly. and be screaming, singing, and it's okay. Anywhere else you don't want to see that, go there. But at a concert, that, that, come on. You cannot have this take.
2: I think it's the most reasonable take. It has to do with being respectful to those around you. I don't need Mm-mm. some girl yelling in my ear the lyrics and overpowering the sound of the artist performing.
4: Move. It's, Why don't you just move?
2: You can't move. It's assigned seating. Well,
4: just get up and stand somewhere. You can't. What kind of concert is this, dude? Have
2: you ever been to the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. You can't just walk around and pick your spot. There's some, there's some aisles security you can just is gonna, hang out at to get a break from Security is going to kick you back to where you belong. Uh, this seems like a very, like targeted experience like this obviously just happened it did happen to me on halloween when i was watching boy genius but this also happened to me in the fall early or the summer i guess when i saw paramore at the forum another different girl was yelling in my ears
4: i see i know that band and that's like a scream screaming singing band band. (laughs) so you have no right to, to to talk about that one i don't know what boy genius is but you're still at a concert, so, like, come on, dude. I
2: know what that. are your thoughts of people allowing their girlfriend to get
4: on their shoulders? Temporarily, like, definitely not for the whole concert. If it's blocking you for the whole concert, that you can complain the about. the same but, right. thing. For, like, one or
2: two songs? Yes, sure. Well, that's the same same logic, though. You're being it's... inconsiderate of those around you.
3: No, it's more about it's more about singing along to your favorite songs yeah, and enjoying exactly. that. But you don't have to be on someone's shoulders to enjoy the concert.
4: Yes. But you may have to sing
3: to enjoy it.
2: I disagree. I think for people, you want to see more than hear. If you're like in the if you're short, yeah. like if you're just listening, I don't know. You have to see more than hear at a concert. Is that did I get that right?
4: Is that yeah. what you just said? Yeah. No. Come on, dude.
2: Like if I'm not seeing the artist, am I really at the concert?
4: Yes.
3: You're hearing it, which yes. is where the music goes. And a tree does make sound when it falls in the forest. Absolutely, and it. it does. Well,
2: I can't hear, so that was my issue. And I need people to stop singing every lyric. You can sing the you can sing the hits, but every song, it drives me you know nuts. what you need. You need to sit in one of
4: those balconies. You need to sit on one of those balconies just away from everybody. <laughs>
2: I need to start going to more club shows again in Hollywood because that's what's up.
4: <laughs> you can't get mad at people for singing at a concert. It's, you just can't it's
2: really bad. It'd be like going to a Dodger game and hearing someone just shout the entire game. Do no, you like that? that is
4: absolutely not the same thing.
2: It is exactly the same no. thing. No, because no. it's the only no, it's the place where you're allowed to yell no. at players the entire time. Mm-mm. So if someone's just no. like let's go daughters the entire 9 innings, that's the same thing.
4: No, it's not. Because at a concert you're you're listening to the words and you're singing along. At a baseball game, you're not playing along with the players. No. no. You're watching. At a concert, you're you're part of it.
2: You're not it's part of the concert. Different. You're
4: you're you're you are like, literally part of you are the reason they're singing. No they're singing, different they're singing to
2: you. It should be like a movie theater to be honest oh you
3: know what no what no one is going to agree with you unfortunately nobody nobody i want to hear the
4: artists why don't you okay so you what sounds like you should just get the recording of the concert and watch it at home is what this sounds like is the solution
2: no it's not the same You, you need the vibrations and yeah you
4: need the people next to you singing along to make the vibe good right
3: no yeah, you do. That's all I got to say on that. You should go. You should try and ho- get it hooked up for like a sound check one of these days where you can just be there alone listening to the, them practice. <laughs> I've done that before. Still not as cool, though. <laughs> he wants everyone he wants everyone to be there, but to shut the hell up. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Um, OK, I think we should wrap this up. Final thoughts. I'm just looking forward to the do- looking forward to the Dodgers just being as aggressive as all hell. I want to see them go after and show this fan base that they give a shit because after that end of the year press conference, it was like more of the same and it was very kind of disheartening. And it didn't seem like this front office really cared so much about whether they lost or or won. Like it, like I, I want to see them make the moves necessary to put put a good team on the field that can win in the postseason and then also readjust at the deadline too. But let's start with the offseason. Give me Otani. I don't give a shit about anything else. Focus on him. Get him.
4: You've been preparing for this for like three years. You cleared the books. You kind of pussied out on last year. You kind of phoned it in for this reason. So let's see it.
2: Who would agree more? Shohei Otani or bust people. Thank you once again for listening to the off-season talk of the Incline Daughters podcast. Shohei Otani. Day One of the watch. Hopefully, when free agency begins tomorrow, there might be moves to talk about.
4: I don't know. Day zero.
2: This is day zero. But when everyone's listening, it'll be day one. Fair. The Incline Dodgers podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social medias in the description below. If you're listening on the audio feed, be a subscriber as well. Give us a five-star review. Lots to look forward to. Let's hope 2024 is much better with the Dodgers than 2023. I don't know why Jay's Jay's saying Kevin is 0 for 2. I don't know what the other strike was, but screw it. (laughs) (laughs) Incline Dodgers podcast, we out.